0: The opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily reflect those of the owner, staff, or management of this radio station.
1: What if, with the right mindset, anything is possible? Join us now and find out how. It's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tubaca is here to inspire you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the Million Dollar Mindset. Today, Marla is here to inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power with the Million Dollar Mindset.
0: Hello everyone and welcome to the Million Dollar Mindset. Now those of you who have been following me here on the show or over at Inc. Magazine for a while know that I'm a business and life coach and I think that it's very important for entrepreneurs to gain support and to not try to do it alone. And and one thing I know is that small business owners try to grow their startups and their small businesses single-handedly. They see resources and support as being uh, too costly, too unavailable to them, uh, too much trouble to find and so on and so they try to do it all alone and I'm here to tell you from years and years of experience and from actually trying to pull that off myself that that just doesn't work and so we're here today to talk about one type of an alliance, one type of a partnership that you can look to to gain massive exposure and to grow that bottom line so much more quickly than you could do all on your own. So how's that sound for a show? Stay tuned because it's going to be really interesting. We're going to learn a lot of wonderful facts from an expert. Marcia Wright is an acclaimed TV business expert, international number one best-selling author, serial entrepreneur, syndicated columnist, and prolific business speaker, with her own business portfolio spread globally globally in numerous industries. Famed for her British no-nonsense approach, she's a mastermind with exceptional and intriguing insights on income generation, asset attraction, building net worth, sales and marketing, strategy, and brand positioning, which are sought out by multimillionaire entrepreneurs, CEOs, and leaders around the world. Marsha's new book, The Secret Collaborative Economy, is set to hit Amazon in July, actually, next week, I do believe. So we are very, very excited to have her here with us today. I'd love to welcome to the Million Dollar Mindset, Marsha Wright. Yay!
2: Hey, thank so much. Thank you very, you? very much. Lovely to be here with you, Marla.
0: Oh, it's lovely to have you here, and I am Thanks so excited great well. to talk about everything that you have going on, and especially this this fabulous book that I got an
2: insider's
0: peek at. So, thank you very <laughs> much.
2: <laughs> You're welcome.
0: So, Marsha, let's start by talking about the title, "The Secret Collaborative Economy." Um, very exciting. Congratulations on its launch coming up. Uh, tell us what that title in itself means. What is a secret collaborative economy?
2: It's so funny that you asked that. Really, what this comes down to is uh, I remember hearing a, a, a saying once, which was as long as there's somebody still somewhere boarding a private jet and buying you know, $6,000 shoes, there's still something happening that the rest of quote-unquote us don't know about. And there's always been this approach of us and them, you know, the successful, the people who are trying to get there. And what I really realized many years ago was that the divide uh, was actually not as pronounced. It wasn't as black and white as we were led to believe the the ability to actually go be in the veil and to actually discover this completely different environment and an environment where opportunities abound where there is almost no limitation to what you can accomplish. Um, it's it's so funny because I, I'm one of those people, I hate cliches, I hate, you know, these get rich quicks and, you know, these, oh, this would be, you do this and rah, 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 you're gonna be, you're gonna turn everything around in a week, you know, I hate all of that. But what I realized is that there are truly specific things that you can do that can turn any business and take it to a whole new level. And that's really what the secret collaborative economy was about because I realized that the majority of uh, businesses, even multi-billion dollar businesses, have uh, one or two departments that are aware, the people working in them are aware of this kind of environment, but it is not common knowledge, this kind of, you know, these deals, these opportunities, these are not common knowledge, but there is an opportunity for people to tap into it. And that's why I wrote the book, The Secret Collaborative Economy and the Strap Line, More Clients, More Exposure, More Profit, Faster.
0: So when you say that the divide is not as large as we think it is, are you saying that when, some, when people like, like the... If they learn some of these insider secrets from the people who are doing it, that they can grow their businesses exponentially?
2: Actually, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is learning it is nothing. You can interview, you can watch the best interviews, you can speak with the most amazing people, read this book, read any books. Learning it is not enough. But if they would implement what is in the book, then yes, they can do anything.
0: Absolutely. Okay, very good. So your book talks about strategic alliances, Tell us tell us what strategic alliances are by your definition.
2: Sure. Well, a strategic alliance, what that is, is it's the equivalent of recognizing that you cannot do everything on your own. Like you said earlier on, my husband calls it the Lone Ranger Syndrome. <laughs> you can't do everything on your own. And sometimes, you know, It's kind of like when we're in school. We're brought up trying to perfect the things that we're not good at instead of just focusing on the stuff that we're really great at. As a young person, I wasn't very good at maths, which is where I was forced to spend the majority of my time. Now, this is very much like that. In your business, there are going to be things you do exceptionally well, but there's also going to be voids. Um, little vipers, you know, that things that you just don't do very well, things that are not your core competence or not the core competence of those who work within your organization. Now, where a strategic alliance comes in is that you are able to use these strategic relationships, which is effectively what a strategic alliance is. You use these strategic relationships to enable you to fill gaps in your business, to uh, open up the doors to amazing opportunities, to grab and um, and leverage exposure, to gain funding, whatever it is that your business needs to do. This single one approach of leveraging strategic alliances, and there's actually an event that I have, which is called the LSA Summit, which is um, an event that I do every month. And it's all about how to leverage strategic alliances to be able to grow your business. And I- I decided I really wanted to write a book on the topic because just people really needed to understand how to do it. And this whole concept of leveraging strategic alliances and being able to to use this one thing that opens up opportunities in every area of your business, whether it's the sales department, whether it's PR, whether it's marketing, where no matter what area of your company you want to grow, every single thing can be done through this one strategy everything can be done and i also um pulled the analogy or the uh, explanation that everything that you want to accomplish can be done through this one thing by actually enabling you to see um instead of going okay well i can't do this or we can't do this now until this happens or we can't do that until that happens all of that goes because you actually realize that by strategic relationships. There is absolutely unfettered access to every human being on the planet. I'm only two people away from Beyonce. I'm, um, I think, three people away from Bill Gates. Every single thing you want to do is possible, and that's where strategic relationships come in, and they cut, completely cut the learning curve the the, um, the access curves that you want to use to get your business to where it wants to be. Because we're always taught that we have to wait until this happens, we have to wait until that happens, we have to wait until we have enough budget. But what if you don't have budget and what if you won't have it until you make it big or until this thing happens or that thing happens? It's really important to cut that pain of the curve of the waiting, I'm not a very patient person, so it's very important to cut that curve and this is really what I learned during that whole process. And I've been doing this for about a decade.
0: Wow! And it, it reminds me of a book, a uh, story you told in your book, Marcia, about how you created four hundred thousand dollars through the strategies of of the secret collaborative economy. Uh, we've just got about a minute and a half till break. Can you squeeze some of that story in?
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, the best way to uh, to think about that was how we we wanted to actually create this. Um, this access to this service. And what we actually did was we looked at people who we felt we could actually sell our services to, but instead of targeting them and saying, hey, buy our services, we looked for opportunities to work with them and then allow those opportunities to fester naturally, to actually come about naturally. So we used this exact same one strategy that can be used for everything else, which we'll go into, but we actually used it in a way where we were able to close um, deals that were actually to the value of 400000 That was actually just in three months. That's not all we've done. That's just one example.
0: Wow. Wow. Okay. Well, we're going to go into break, and when we come back, I'd like to go into that strategy a little deeper, as you said. And I'd like to remind everyone that this week's article over at Inc. Magazine, that Inc. got is three novel ways to fund your business. And while the stats show that women face greater challenges finding capital, these creative approaches can work for anyone. So guys, gals, anyone, go on over there. And I think it's a fun little article that is going to open your eyes to some some ways to gain capital and some resources that you need without going to the bank and (laughs) receiving that rejection letter that unfortunately small businesses is most commonly received. This is Marla Tabaka, and I'll be back with Marcia Wright after these messages.
1: Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. Information about book publishing is power. The power to change your authoring life. And the power to change the lives of your readers. So join us for Your Guide to Book Publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles, Thursday evenings at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. On the
3: Rockstar Radio Network. It's talking Smack with Beth, the real sports mom. It's one hour of hot topics that matter to sports moms and athletes. We'll be bringing you tips and advice from the leaders in youth sports today, as well as some inspiring stories from athletes and sports moms. With our own Sports Moms Roundtable, you're invited to be part of our show. We strive to educate and empower sports moms everywhere. Join us for Talkin' Smack with Beth, the Real Sports Mom, every Thursday at 12 noon Central, right here on the TobyNet Radio Network.
0: here with Marsha Wright, the author of The Secret Collaborative Economy, More Clients, More Exposure, More Profit, Faster. And you can learn more about Marsha at Wright. That's M-A-R-S-H-A W-R-I-G-H-T dot com. And we're going to also later in the show give you the the link to her book launch information because this is a book that uh, every small business owner is going to want to take a look at. Marsha, going into break, you were talking, you, you said that, you know, rather than approach this company, asking them to do business, asking them for their business, you approach them in a very different way. And you saw revenues of upwards of $400,000 over just three months, if I'm understanding. Can you give us a little more detail
2: on that? Yeah, sure. Why don't I give you an example that I, um, that I went into uh, in the book, I think in Chapter 4, which is actually uh, called Using the Secret Collaborative Economy to Secure More Clients. So within this um, chapter, specific chapter, what I explained was that, uh, was the exact point. follow-up business because what happened was um, we decided to do a collaboration with this particular company which is what we do. We have a department called the Strategic Alliances Department and that department um, looks for opportunities. That's all that department does. Look for opportunities and look for influencers, look for companies in particular industries that we want to work with, etc. So that company is effectively our medium and long-term strategy in many cases, short short term as well, but mainly medium and long term strategy is taken care of completely by that department. So what we did is we were looking for particular types of, of people to work with in a particular one of my companies. Um, and when we had uh, found these particular companies, we started looking at ways to work together the same way we always do. And I actually teach the exact, I give like the whole email template and everything at my event, the LSA Summit, which is online. But what we do um, is we send the email off, they came back, and we basically started to build a relationship. They spoke to somebody in my um, strategic alliances department i hadn't actually spoken to them until about two months later through that time they were going through our email system uh we were building relationships we had planned to do something in a couple of months time when that thing came up we actually did the collaboration but the um the promotion that they needed to do on their side failed horribly Mm -hmm. we knew it wasn't us Mm -hmm. but that was an opportunity for success Sometimes, you know, the the most amazing opportunities can come out of a terrible situation, and one of the things that was very clear, we knew from day one when we had spoken to this particular company that that they would need us, they, they need what we had to offer, and they knew it too. But we didn't try to push and, you know, kind of go for a hard sell, I really, very very much dislike the hard sell type um, approach. I think people should want to buy from you and they should feel as though it's been their decision and you can create that. Uh, there's a term that we, we use in the book and that I use called the environment of suggestion. So you want to create that environment of suggestion where it allows them during that time to realize that you are the best at what you do. Um, anyway, two months had par- passed. We um, uh, tried to do this promotion with this company the promotion failed horribly on their side and that was our opportunity to say hey Maybe you do need our consultancy services uh, That went very very well. That was all secured within two hours uh, That was a $80,000 deal um, And then that person referred us to somebody else who took exactly the same deal um, So that's just an example a small example, but I went into a lot more on that in chapter four on literally the Breakdown on it. Um, One other thing as well that I think is important here, um, Marla, is that when we want to to secure more clients, and I know, you know, I I ran a small business for a long time before I I built several and I know what happens is when we want to grow um, our businesses and when we're responsible for sales and marketing we actually look at it like how can I do everything how, how we don't realize we're doing it but effectively we're trying to be um, not only great at what the company does but great at marketing and great at social media and great at everything and mm-hmm. it's not possible to be great at everything so then what we do is we hire people and we hire more people and then we have personnel issues and then we have more problems and then we have more problems that we have to deal with because there's more collaborations and there's more communication issues etc there's a whole host of all these different areas that come but what if we just stopped and said you know what this is the goal i want to reach let me look at who can help me do that and then collaborate with that person and totally work with that person so they stay in their area of excellence we stay in ours and now all of a sudden everybody's happy everybody's making a phenomenal revenue uh, revenue and we're no longer trying to be the be everything you know
0: so what is the benefit to the individual or the company that you're collaborating with if you approach them because you're not a great marketer and you need help in that in that realm what is the benefit to them
2: well, it could be any area, you know, I just pick marketing for an example, you know, it could be sure. marketing, it could be finance, it could be anything. Sure. But let's let's pick up, if we're talking about gaining more clients, let's pick up on this. One of the things that companies could truly do is start looking at different distribution channels. And what a distribution channel is, or distribution points, what those are are other people who are serving your ex- the market that you want to serve, and actually looking at a way to collaborate with those people. So everybody has um, magazines in their industry, um, big list owners in their industry, public speakers or uh, famous people in their industry. every every industry have it, it doesn't matter what industry you're in. Those are the people that you need to work with. Uh, it's not just a case of trying to associate yourself with them and try and make it sound good, etc. What you want to do is you want to assess. This is something I actually go through um, in, in Chapter 2. This is so important. And what you want to do is you really want to find and assess all of the specific assets that your company has. Now, your assets, when you say to me, what would make it worth it for the other person, When you really know what all those assets are that your company has, you can start leveraging things that you take completely for granted. There are things that I can do in my sleep. You know, I'm I'm a great cook, okay? But Mm -hmm. I know people who cannot cook toast. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. You're out there. Right. So, and that's okay. You know, that's what you have restaurants and chefs for, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, but and partners hopefully but the the point that i'm getting at with this is that what you want to do is you want to look for things that you are great at in your company, that your staff are great at, your connections, everything. And I go through a whole way to be able to look at this. But you'll find that there are assets that you take for granted that other companies really, really want. And they're prepared to do deals with you. They're prepared to do what I call off-book deals. And off-book deals are opportunities that you will never, ever see um, advertised. They are born out of creativity and the desire to be successful and a conversation that usually in that first conversation you get what you want and you walk away from it with amazing amazing opportunities for your company so a great example of that is what I did with this book if I can make it tangible because I love tangible examples is that okay
0: oh please do thank
2: you great so let me give an example for this book I said um, we we had a team meeting last month. We said I really want to do a book version of what we teach at the LSA Summit, which is lsa summit dot com. So we we were talking about that. We were going to get somebody to kind of help us get a ghostwriter or something because I'm just so busy. Anyway. All of that fell through. The ghostwriter went away. We just, she went dark. We had no, like nobody was, it's like everything got blocked. Everything that could have got blocked, got blocked. And what we then did, I turned her. I think it was a Saturday, um, which would be like the 9th, I think, of, of June. And I said, you know what, I'm going to write it myself, damn it. Come the Sunday, I had started to write down what I wanted to cover in the book, and I put something out on my Facebook, and I said, I, I really need somebody to interview me for, for my book. I want to put my book together in a week, and I need somebody to interview me. Uh, can anybody contact me and tell me if you want to interview me? I'll set out the questions, etc. And uh, long story short, um, I agreed with somebody to interview me, I had loads of people contact me, I had, um, I agreed with one guy to interview me, his name is Andy Phillips. He, um, did this interview with me and what was amazing out of that interview, um, was was that, uh, I did my parts that beginning of that week. So the 10th of June and then by the 15th, the book was written, the first manuscript was done. So this is oh, two and goodness. a half weeks ago. So oh I have goodness. used. I had no everything. idea from the complexity.
0: Yeah, this is three weeks ago, right? Uh huh. And from the complexity right. that everything I've seen, I thought you'd been at this for six months.
2: <laughs> no, no. This is why I wanted to give this example because everything I'm about to tell you now has all happened since the 10th of June, and today's date. Um, hate to date this uh, this interview, but today's date is the 8th of July. So we're we're coming up to to one month now, or 30 days. So what happened since then is we had our editor um, working on stuff. We had, um, uh, you know, artwork done. All of this stuff is done. The book is actually ready to release. So this is actually just over one month from the time it was written, the book is ready to release. Now, this is the important thing to point out. I knew it was impossible for us to do all the promotion for everything that we wanted to do on this book. So instead of trying to do it all by myself and all, all put all the burden on my marketing team and my, my internal team, we said, okay, you know what, let's make this a collaborative thing. Let's use the whole, um, everything that is inside of the, um, uh, the the book and show that it works. And within three weeks, not only have we um, gotten commitments from over thirty promoters we uh, and that means uh, just so I put some numbers here from a starting point, we have over a million people will be promoted this book between thirty promoters Wow I've done all of that since the tenth of June. Everything I've done, I've used what is in the Secret Collaborative Economy book. Nobody can say they they can't do it. I'm a high school dropout. Nobody can say they can't do this. No department can say, we we don't know how we're going to get the message out to the right target market. Everyone can do this. I've told them exactly how to do it. And if somebody can go from thinking, let me write a book and let me just make it really clear – I'm not a, a, a writer book kind of chick, you know. Yeah, I, I've yeah. been I've, I've been in in books and I've, I I do write, but it really takes a lot out of me to do it. But I, everything has been done because there's been a great collaborative effort and to have um, we even had another company today confirm that they'll promote the book to 170,000 people so we're well over our million um, people target for how many people it's going to be promoted to
0: we are going into break we'll be back in just a minute
1: Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. on the Rockstar Radio Network. Have you ever wondered why America is facing such a health care crisis? Then join us for Dr. Peter DeVette Live every weekday at 1 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Dr. Dr. He'll answer your health care and medical questions and share with you his knowledge and opinions on topics ranging from holistic health care to spirituality and wellness. You'll find out about the roots of your health care challenges versus symptom management. The holistic approach, how the spirit, mind, and body connection is critical in both the development of illness and the solution to illness. How emotions are directly related to physical illness and how to read your body like a book. Dr. DeVette will also go through your personal questions and how you can navigate through the illness maze. Supplements, medications, therapies, treatment options, surgeries, all kinds of things related to your health. Dr. Peter DeVent Live, every weekday at 1 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to The Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's The Million Dollar Mindset on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marlon Tabaka.
0: And we're here today with acclaimed TV business expert and international number one best-selling author, Marsha Wright. Marcia, going into break, you are talking about this uh, nothing short of astounding job you've done in getting your book out there in under a month. And I have to confess that one of the things running through my mind as you're talking is, wow, you know, she must have a lot of connections to leverage. She just must know gobs and gobs of people, and, and that's why she's able to do this. So what do you say to that thought?
2: Well, Marla, the truth of the matter is I do have a great network. I can't deny that. But everything that I have amassed, all of the network that we have amassed, has actually come from doing what is in the book. The great thing is, is that by... When you really start reaching out to people and you treat people like people and not objects, not, um, you know, a a way for you to do this, that, and the other, when you start really treating people like treat people and have great relationships with people, people will do anything to to really help and support you. Um, It's very important to work with a lot more influential people, people who um, are not just if, you, you know, if your company's turnover is uh, in the six-figures range, try to w- do more work with people who are in the seven-figure range. If you're in sevens, so try to do more with the tens. So it's really important to make sure that whatever level that you're at, that you try to avoid staying just around folks who are where you're at. Um, but I must also confess that I really did a lot of I I, I kind of got scared a little bit. I'm very confident, but this whole thing was a little bit intimidating for me because I thought, I can't call this, this company I've never done business with before and say, look, I want you to promote my book launch, like who does that? <laughs> you know? Marsha Wright does that. <laughs> right. Clearly. Right. But it freaked uh, truly, I had a lot of things that freaked me out during this, um, whole process. um, because it was just so new. It was something that, that it we had all of the ways that we contact people and everything like that was all how we've done it for years. But actually cracking out and dealing with people who didn't know us, we actually have done that with nearly 50% of the people we worked with on the book. So we didn't want it just to be about, you know, people who were in our back pocket, so to speak, our friends, et cetera. We reached out to people we didn't know, companies we, we didn't know that we had to effectively introduce them to our brand and then at the same time say, hey, would you mind? Um, you know, and I wanted to give you a couple of great um, uh, examples of this. One of the companies that we reached out to for sponsorship of the book is a great website called um, Twins, which is www.twins.com twiends. dot com, and what they do is an, they're an ethical Twitter directory, so you can actually grow your Twitter following through that website, which is amazing. That's been going really well for us since we struck our deal with them, uh, and and they are very supportive, and we've we uh, you know we've got got them as a great sponsor for the book. We have Market Me Suite, uh, was also a great sponsor for the book as well. There are so many opportunities that have come from contacting companies we've never really worked with before and said, this is a great opportunity, here's why, here's what you're going to get out of it, and that's why I go back to what I was saying about asset points earlier on. Um, But all of those, you can contact people you've never done business with before, if you know what your asset points are, and you do have to do a bit of prep. But if you know what your asset points are, which is what is covered a lot in chapter two, then you really can make the approach the right way. And then the whole element about being being freaked out, so to speak, before, if you know how to approach what are called brand magnifiers, people who actually um, who can take your business to the next level. If you treat them the right way and you speak to them the right way, the amazing thing is, is that you can actually get them to want to do stuff with you. And in that process, your business really grows. Then you're not begging for favors then, you're actually giving them an opportunity that they really want. Mm
0: And you've you've mentioned brand magnifiers and branding a couple of times, and that takes me to another place that, you know, I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, to do what you're doing and to really succeed at at the secret collaborative economy uh, strategies, that you really need to have your brand well-identified and to be well-branded so that people can buy into your purpose and mission and to... um, to feel that taking it on matches their values and their vision as well. Is that right?
2: Yeah, I agree with you to some extent, but I also think that sometimes people use – um, things that they don't have or they haven't accomplished as a reason to not do something. So I, I mm-hmm. think that you have to make sure that you 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 appear polished, that you're professional, that you use language that's congruent with the audience that you want to speak to, um, the companies that you want to talk to, the people that you want to do business with. But then having said all of that, once you have the, those elements there, if you contact somebody, look, some of the biggest partners I've worked with, their websites are hideous. <laughs> I'm not going to say any names. <laughs> oh. Oh, <good laughs> you man. know, but some of their websites are hideous, yeah. but then, but then they're still going on stage and doing, you know, $40,000 for one speaking um, engagement. You know, it's not always all about that. It's, it, I do advocate having a good website, having your social media solid and having really um, ways that people can check you out. All of those things are really important. But once you've got those things right, what people really care about is what can you do for me? That's what they want to know. And when you contact a brand magnifier, somebody who has a a database of 10,000 or 50,000 or 100,000, whatever the figure, when you contact that person, they want to check you out just to make sure you're not going to waste their time and that you're not going to be, you know, not the right person to work with. But truly what they're looking for is what can you do for me? And that's why it's important to assess your asset points and then make sure that when you go into that conversation in the first place that you have it so tight that it's, it's just effortless. You know, the opportunities that we've gotten have been effortless. Because we've gone in with the asset points right and with making sure that we have the approach, how people see us and how people see what we're talking about and what we do. All of that's smooth. It can't all be perfect. It's not all perfect with with me. I've got a team and, and we still have loads to do. But you've got to try and you've got to make sure you make the best impression that you can.
0: So, Marcia, can you give us an example for some of our listeners who who are perhaps solopreneurs or solo practitioners and and don't have the large team built up yet and, and quite the number of contacts in their databases you do? What are some of the things that you've seen your clients or others be able to offer to their strategic alliances?
2: I love that, but before I answer it, I've got to say something. Simon and I were trying to build everything up, you know, it was so tough. We got to a point where we were living on like $8 a week for food. So I truly know what it's like to be that grassroots Mm -hmm. um, start up and build up. Um, So when I now go to answering your question on how do you, um, what do you do when you don't have the connections? That's really what you're asking me, right?
0: The connections and and the the team resources and such,
2: yes. Sure. Okay. One of the brilliant things that I talked about in um in the book as well. This is called P five. Always remember this. This is really really cool. Okay. okay. P five is actually your power five um, circle, and it actually talks about the different types of people that you need in your circle. One of the P five segments enables you to get staff for free Wow so if you need PR staff you can actually um, leverage a relationship with a strategic alliance part, a partner who has PR staff or who or even actually leverage a relationship with a PR company let's say that your company I don't know does IT services mm-hmm. right you contact five 10 15 PR companies you are going to find one of them that really needs to improve their IT, maybe more than one. Yes. That's the one that you want to work with, and you exchange time on your side, you helping them out with what you can do, and then they help you out with giving you their PR services.
0: Wonderful. So That's a wonderful example. you start
2: trading. You use the exact same strategy, and you start trading for... Um, opportunities with something called a value for value proposition and even if you're like I don't know what I can do I don't know what asset I can tap into you still look for opportunities and you start really digging deep sometimes you don't realize how great you are until you assess it and that's why I think Mm. everybody who's listening you will love chapter two because I've written it completely with you in mind I know how hard it is to think about what what you have to offer
0: yeah, and, and, you know, sometimes it's difficult to sit on your own and really come up with what you have to offer and what is so fabulous about yeah. you and your company. So doing that with, with a coach or a friend or a peer could be a really great exercise.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think I agree with you 100%. And just the, the, the way that the questions are framed, because there are real proper exercises in the book as well. It's not just loads right. of words. But the way that the questions are framed it's impossible for you to not come up with stuff. Instead of saying, Mm -hmm. what do you have to offer? Now we're looking at, what did you do when this happened? Or how did this particular thing, what award did you win? How did that um, happen? What connection do you have? What connections do they have? So it's really broken down in a way that will help you. And if you do have a couple of people on your team, even help them to really look at what everybody's got. And then that's what you're going to use when you start approaching other people to work with them.
0: Mm -hmm. Wow, I'm I'm very eager to get my hands on the full blown book. Marcia, we're going (laughs) into our final break. Uh, Why don't you tell our listeners how they can do that before we go into break?
2: Yeah, sure. I'm really delighted to say that um, we put up a page uh, which has been going crazy called uh, marciawright.com slash booklaunch, and on that page, you'll be able to get the full preview of the book, and you'll also get um, access to loads of other things as well, and I'll let you know as soon as the book's ready to come out. We're actually launching the book next week, so you'll have all the information. So it's m-a-r-s-h-a-w-r-i-g-h-t.com forward slash
0: Book launch it's all so very exciting and you've done it in such an impressive length of time it's a wonderful model for the rest of us this is marla tabaka and we're here with Marsha Wright. and we're going into our final break we'll see you back here after these messages
3: People have been entrusting their secrets to longtime business journalist Judy Schreiner for the last 25 years. And now she's bringing her expertise and impressive contact list to Rockstar Radio Network. Tune in and call in as host Judy Schreiner talks to guests off the record as they reveal new secrets each Tuesday at noon Eastern, 11 a.m. Central. It's Talkin' Smack with Beth, the real sports mom. It's one hour of hot topics that matter to sports moms and athletes. We'll be bringing you tips and advice from the leaders in youth sports today, as well as some inspiring stories from athletes and sports moms. With our own Sports Moms Roundtable, you're invited to be part of our show. We strive to educate and empower sports moms everywhere. Join us for Talking Smack with Beth, the real sports mom, every Thursday at 12 noon central, right here on the Toginet Radio Network. Welcome back to the Million Dollar
1: Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka.
0: And I hope that you'll tune in with us next week. Do you have a money story? Yes, you do. We all have a money story, and oftentimes the story just doesn't serve us well. So if you find yourself in lack, not affording the things that you you wish to afford, your business isn't growing, whatever it is, it's perhaps time to change your money story. And that's what we're going to be talking about next week with Larry Pearson, who's a communication expert with Landmark Education where more than 2.2 million people have learned to create a an abundant future with their family, friends, and coworkers that makes a difference in their lives and communities, and we're going to talk about how to shift your belief system so that you can bring more, more of whatever is important to you in your life. And this week, we're here with author Marcia Wright, and very excited to uh, learn more about her book. And Marcia, going into break, we were talking about some the the power five circle, and it it leads me to think about another concept in your book, another um, word that you use, a phrase that you use called internal vipers. Tell us what internal vipers are.
2: When I address this, everybody's going to know what they are. The internal vipers um, relate to specific things that are problematic in your company. So no matter what area they come under, they are personnel issues they might be IT issues they may be related to sales or marketing customer issues whatever they come under all kinds of different uh, guises but these are the little vipers that are eating away at your harvest while you're planting more seed but until you get the hole in that bucket until you get those vipers under control you can't actually grow your business. And so one of the things that we have to do as business owners is truly be real about understanding it does take time to get systems in place, whether that is in a large multinational organization or if it is in a small business. Everybody has little vipers. They're internal vipers, and they really do gnaw at you. When you usually deal with them is when there is some big fat emergency, when it comes out of nowhere and it throws the entire thing into disarray and then now you're trying to deal with that problem but now you're losing other opportunities because you've taken your attention off of that bag. So these little vipers, they're, they're quiet as hell but gosh, when they, do, when they do blow up, they pack a punch.
0: Yeah, they certainly do, and I experience that a lot in working with my clients where um, they may mention some of these internal Viper situations, but not necessarily willing to do something about it until it does turn Mm. up into a big emergency because they just don't have the time, (laughs) what we hear
2: all the time. But that's the thing. You know that's one of the things. And earlier on, you said to me, um, you know, if people read your book, if they they'll they'll learn the stuff and they'll see a big change. And this is why I'm very, very, very clear. The majority that there is the re the majority the reason there is a divide that I mentioned in, in when we opened up the interview is because we are not prepared to do what it takes to make ourselves that level. And I was doing an interview once and, and the lady said to me, great interviews, actually one of the, the bonuses for the LSA Summit. And she said to me, so um, how can people close their first $600,000 deal? Can you tell us that? Um, you know, what would block them? And I said, this is the thing. Sometimes we are just not the right person. And not because we can't become that, but either because we are ignorant or we just opt ourselves out uh, by our language, by what we learn, by what we talk about, by what we think about, by the people that we hang around with and those who we do strategic alliances and relationships with. All of those things are actually completely telling. In the book, I said, you know, something like um, billionaires hang out with billionaires, success attracts success. Uh, You know, because you're not something, it doesn't mean you can't become that. And it all starts with your language. It all starts with you the way that you think. You wouldn't go into, you know, a diner and talk, you know, with a, a ballroom gown on. You would dress for the occasion. And the same thing is when you want to go up, you need to dress up, and you need to get up to the next sta- stage and the next standard. Study how people talk in the industries that you want to be in. Study how people are communicating. Where do they go? Congregate in the same Go to the same places where they're congregating. And if it means that you are unpopular with those you hang around with, they don't care about you anyway. Mm-hmm.
0: So true. And, and one of the other thoughts that has been going through my mind is much of what you're talking about, Marcia. Um, it- My experience in coaching female entrepreneurs, it seems extremely difficult for many women entrepreneurs to go in and ask. Do you have any suggestions for people who are just afraid to go for the ask?
2: Yeah, I do. I want you to know I, I was scared, too. Um, it, it, you know, I, I'm, I'm very confident. I come across very confident and everything like that. But the very first time I had to do a speaking event, I was kind of pulled into it, and, and I sat there, and my legs were jittering, and I was trying to think about how can I get out of this room without doing this, this speaking event, and, and, and can I faint, and then maybe they'll take pity on me and I won't have to speak. It used to freak me out. The Fear is actually just your brain trying to keep you safe. Mm-hmm. And when yeah. you recognize that safety is, is something our, our mind, our, our the software in our brain uh, alludes to or goes toward, it's only safe because we don't know what will happen if X, Y, Z happens. So if you investigate that, if you look into that, if you educate yourself, if you hang around other people who are doing it, even if you're so scared you don't want to use your own name, use another name and sign up to really, really intelligent forums and and great places where your market is. You know, there's a very important thing that you have to do as a business owner. You have to assess. It's, a, it's an exercise we call the three who's, and I explain this more in the book, but This exercise called the three who's, you have to think about who do we actually sell to now? Who do we really want to sell to? And who do we think we sell to? Mm -hmm. And when you look at those three and realize the majority of people who do this, realize there is a disparity between the three, when you start realizing the people you truly want to target don't have budgetary issues, Mm -hmm. that might be where your heart is, but that's not necessarily what you really want to do. So when you start assessing that and realizing that in order for you to change the world and save the world, that you need to make sure that you take care of of the, the basics of, of of really making sure that you're not just profit you know not just bringing in quote unquote, bringing in money but you need to be profitable i remember speaking to a a, a hotel a six star a five star hotel in london and they were saying it was it was only until they got some investment that they were even making five digit profits a massive hotel wow 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 It's not everybody has budgetary issues. Everybody gets Mm -hmm. scared. It's the fear of what you don't know that your brain is trying to keep you from. And I went through that for years until I stopped and I called my business partners one day and I said, guys, I'm ready. I'm not going to run anymore. And they said, "Hallelujah!" Hey, yay! Here we go! Buckle up so exactly. for the ride, and, you know, and this so, is and this is the the woman that you see today. Hey,
0: yes, yeah, amazing! So, Marcia, we've just got about five minutes left in the show with that, and I'd love to hear more about the um, leveraging strategic alliances global summit that you have coming up. Tell us, tell us why we need to attend that. The,
2: L- uh, the Leverage Strategic Alliance Summit, the uh, LSA summit, um, is uh, – I've had such great feedback from people who attend this event. The best way I can say it is this. When you start thinking about doing strategic relationships and even improving upon those that you've already done, because most people have done this, they just don't realize they can make it a regular win. Mm-hmm. What this event is all about is – How you take your business, your organization, your department, however small or how big big you are, um, but how you take that from a position of you doing it all to growing your business through the problems that it has and leveraging strategic alliances to accomplish what you want to accomplish. You want to increase sales? You can learn things that you need to do here. You can learn it through the book. You can learn it at the summit. Um, You want to be able to take your business to international um, forums. You want people in different countries representing your brand and representing your company. Just You might be thinking, little old me, gosh, how are we going to do that? This is the thing. Everything is possible, and that's what I love about what we did with the LSA Summit and with the book. The two of them work together to really give a holistic approach. And I think both of them are very affordable and very much there to support businesses who want to take the, the next level. If you're just interested in kind of playing around and, oh, I'm not sure if I can be successful, I'm not sure, you know, maybe you need some more processing before you go look at the website. But if you're one of those entrepreneurs who is serious about growth and who says, you know what, 2013 is my year, 2014, 2015, I'm going to be in a completely different environment, a completely different arena, and I will be on this level. If you're serious about that and you're more serious than you were when you said that two years ago, then go and have a look at the the, the site. Have a look at com. Get your access to the book. Make sure that you pre-register for the book. And buy the book and put it into place. And I'm telling you, there's nothing that's going to hold you back from what you want to accomplish. Nothing in the world. Wild horses couldn't hold you back.
0: Amazing. I'm ready. And um, tell us where we uh, <laughs> where we actually pre-register for the book, Marsha.
2: Sure. Um, the pre-registration for the book is over at, at www my water, sorry. Oh, www.marshawright.com uh, forward slash... Book launch. So it's wwwmarshallrightcom slash book launch and I must also say as well if you're listening to this after next week when it has actually launched then the page will still be there and then you'll be able to kind of uh, click a link and go directly to uh, where you can actually get the book um, online and also in a few uh, couple months we're actually releasing the hardback version as well so we're going to do the um, the Kindle version so it'll be available you can start reading for it going for it and we're going to do a whole launch day loads of great stuff on twitter and loads of different things competitions everything's going to be happening on launch day so launch day is absolutely exciting and full of great tips and we're going to i'm going to be picking people out and helping them figure out what they need to do to take their organizations Mm -hmm. to the next level too
0: Oh, very interactive. That's what I love to see. Marcia Wright, Mm -hmm. you are absolutely delightful and such an inspiration. Thank you for being on The Million Dollar Mindset. And everyone else, we'll see you here next week as I interview Larry Pearson from Landmark Education. Looking forward to that. Have a great week.